Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Extra Time. I'm James Taylor and this episode is part two of our four J2 season previews. In a moment, you'll hear me and John Steele discuss Mito Hollyhock, Tochigi SC, Yokohama FC and Vanfare Kofu. And then Chris Huff rounds out the episode with a preview of Jeff Chiba United. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, James and John back for part two of the J2 2024 season previews. Uh, John, how's it going? Uh, yeah, all good. Uh, thanks, James. Nice to talk to you again. And I think after a, a trip to Tohoku in part one, we're back in a more familiar territory for me anyway, kind of a sort of north and central uh, Kanto. Yes, right. And we have another interesting set of teams to talk about. So let's get stuck in with Mito Hollyhock, who... Uh, are, uh, how can I put it? They're, um, last year were very hit and miss, as they are most years, and have had another very busy uh, off-season. So uh, here comes a hospital pass. What, what can you tell us about Mito's off-season? Mm, yeah, thank, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for starting <laughs> me off with a nice, easy, nice, easy underarm, <laughs> underarm yeah. throw there, James. Um, well, uh, I'm going to start with the negatives. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is a rehash of, I'm sure I said very similar things about Mito about maybe three season previews ago, like three years ago. And they've confounded me uh, on that occasion. So we'll wait to see if they do the same here. I'm very worried uh, about Mito going into 2024. <laughs> I think they have lost a lot of either impressive or important or regular starters from the first team from last year uh, and not really, uh, as far as I can see, replace them uh, ad- adequately so last season they finished 17th uh, they weren't really in any kind of serious relegation danger for most of the time but they never really threatened to go much higher than, than mid-table uh, I suppose that's fair to say in terms of players going out I can list some quickly uh, the standout goalkeeper Rui Yamaguchi he's gone to Machida uh, Jefferson Tabinas who would sometimes stand out at the back not always for the, the right reasons but he's also left Motaki O'Hara's loan has finished, uh, kind of in the pocket behind the front too, so he'll be missed as well. Other midfielders have moved on, Ryo Yasunaga, Hidetoshi Takeda, and uh, Keita Buanika, the striker, his loan, uh, I think, from from Jeff uh, is finished, uh, but I'm not sure uh, if he was that impressive uh, in his time there. So I think they've lost uh, quite a lot of the, the sort of core of the first team uh, with those players uh, leaving. So how have they replaced them? Well, the transfer strategy is, as usual, to bring in a lot of players, what you might call a kind of scattergun approach. Uh, but the players that are coming in are pretty much evenly split between uh, university graduates and J3 players. So the only player coming in that I actually really recognised was Tatsuya Tabira, who I think is a centre-back who's coming in from uh, Iwate in J3. So I think just the just the, the fact that some experienced J2 players are leaving and J3 and university players are coming in is a bit worrying. Um, that feels like a bit of a downgrade in terms of squad squad strength to me. Uh, on the positive side, Yoshimi Hamasaki is still in charge uh, as manager and he he did you know coach the team to 17th uh, with some good performances and good results last year. And up front, they have kept uh, Shimon Teranuma and mm. I think the player who's going to be the most important this season, Mizuki Ando, uh, who I believe is still only 24. For some reason, I thought he was about 30. Uh, but mm. he, he's uh, sort of coming into his, should be coming into his prime. So I think they will probably be okay up front as long as Ando can stay fit. And uh, Terra Numa isn't, uh, isn't kind of, hasn't been found out by J2 defenders after his, his breakout season last year. But I am concerned about the, the rest of the pitch. This might be because there's players coming in that are really good, but I just don't know. I just don't know about them. Um, so we'll wait and see, but I suspect it's going to be a similarly tough season for Mito uh, to last year. And if they can finish 17th again, I think Yoshimi Hamasaki would consider that to be quite a good achievement. That, uh, As I'm hearing myself talking, I sound overly uh, negative, but um, what, what, I don't know, James, what do you think? It's always hard to know with Mito, isn't it? Because they always have such a massive turnover. And what I've noticed this year is they haven't really brought in many players on loan from other clubs. Quite often they'll have a mix of youngsters, J3 signings, and loanees from J1 or J2. This year they've got a couple of players have come in on loan from J1, but not 
not really anyone else and a lot of university graduates as usual which of course we don't know anything about because neither of us uh, has the time or the energy to watch university football on top of everything else that we have to do um so yeah i mean the the, the defense is always a, well often in most of the past few seasons defense has been an issue for Mito, although uh, akiba managed to sort it out by his final year there so we've no idea how how they're going to go i mean in in attack we know that they've yeah like you said they've got ando they've got teranuma they've still got um, maida and umida i think as well who um contribute a bit but and you know not loads um but i think last year to me seemed like the start of the new cycle with the new manager was similar to the first year with akiba where they they were kind of um a lot a lot of games where they were just completely out 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 of outclassed or just outplayed but all over the place at the back and then for his second year akiba managed to kind of um get a bit more control over the defensive side of things and continue to be um, uh, productive offensively with a good mix of youngsters and loanies and things like that. So what we're going to have to wait and see is whether they're going through the same cycle with this manager that they have now or whether it's just going to be a nightmare and they are going to um, struggle massively. It's really hard to see them uh sort of flying up the table but that's because we don't know enough about the players that have come in so what we've just taken about five minutes to say is uh in classic jtet style we don't know <laughs> five, five minutes that the listeners will never get back james yeah a uh, reminder that patreon subscribers can increase their subscriptions if they wish to do so um let's move on shall we let's talk about tochigi they have a new manager this season makoto tanaka who i think is is his first first appointment in um in men's professional football and his assistant is former kanazawa manager masaki yanagishita um what uh, what can you tell us about tochigi's winter mm, always interesting to see uh the business that tochigi have done because in some ways similar to uh to mito your money is uh, perennially tight um, so they, they have to really uh, be creative in how they, they refresh the squad. Um, last season, Tochigi finished 19th, which is pretty much where you would expect Tochigi to finish, I think. Um, but that wasn't good enough um, for the manager, Yu Tokiseki, to be retained uh, for this season. I think he, he left and Makoto Tanaka has come in. So we infer that the, the front office is looking to go higher. Uh, 19th is not considered um, good enough. Makoto Tanaka, I don't really know anything about him. And I think this is because, like you said, it's his first kind of uh, hot seat, isn't it, in, in, in the men's game. So we'll see how he does. It's interesting that Yanagishita is behind him uh, mm. sort of pulling the strings. You wonder if, you know, the, the kind of easy conclusion will be if things aren't going very well by Golden Week. Maybe uh, Tanaka um, is out and Yanagishita just kind of moves in. Uh, and takes over as manager. I suppose that that's that's a possibility. Although I, I don't like to, I don't want to sack anybody just yet. We're still a month away <laughs> from, from the games being played. Uh, in terms of transfers, um, yeah, the, the players that have left who I think will be missed is obviously Kazuki Fujita, uh, the goalkeeper on loan from Niigata, who really uh, broke out and, and massively enhanced his reputation last season. He will be missed, I think. Although they do have, I think Shuhei Kawata can come in and. And replace him, I suppose. Kazuki Nishia, I was surprised to see leave, and of course he's gone to to Kanazawa, James. Um, so I think you're getting a good a good uh, attacking midfielder uh, there. Ryo Nemoto also kind of caught my eye a few times uh, up front. Uh, he was on loan from Shonan, and that loan has has finished, and he's gone. In mitigation, in terms of players coming in, I think there will be some quality uh, up front at Tochigi next season because Ismaila has made his uh, loan move from Kyoto permanent, as near the Nigerian forward. He is, I think, um, at this point, fairly proven at J2 level. Yeah. So he'll be a handful for defenders. And joining him will be Koya Okuda, uh, of course, mm-hmm. a player that you know a lot about, uh, who's uh, on loan at Kanazawa from Nagasaki last year, I think. Yeah. And he's, he's joined uh, Tochigi for this season. So a bit of quality about him. Uh, Kenta Fukumori, his uh, dead ball and, and set-piece delivery is key to a team like Tochigi. I believe it, he is listed on the J-League's website as uh, making a permanent move to Tochigi for this season from Oita. But I think he's he's already been, this is his third season at Tochigi. So he, and perhaps he's been on loan for two years 
from mm. Oita and then made the move for I'm not sure about that. But anyway, he he Kento Fukumori is a player I think will be key this season. But a lot depends on the manager, uh, Makoto Tanaka. I think he's the big uh, kind of unknown quantity at, uh, at Kanseki Stadium for this year. And uh, how will he do? Um, how long will he last? And uh, will having a Yanagishita to help him be, be a help or a hindrance? You know, obviously an experienced coach behind you could be helpful or it could be you know could tread on his toes a little bit as he tries to establish himself so we will see i'm not um as worried about tochigi as i'm about mito um mm. because they seem to have fewer uh kind of key players from last season leaving and slightly higher grade or more well-known replacements coming in um but i i do think that they will be in the bottom third of the table this season as 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 per usual uh, i don't know if that's uh, again a bit too bit too negative but uh w- what do you think about touching james yeah again it's hard to know really how things will go with the manager because we, you know, he's, he's a new manager and and yeah i think the idea with having an experienced head like yanagishita as the assistant is that also i think the two of them know each other from from when tanaka was a player i think they crossed paths at iwata um, so they do, they have that, I mean, that was, it was about 20 years ago that Yanagishita was at Iwata. So they they go back quite a long way. And so they've, they've already got a relationship, which is why I assume that why um, Yanagishita was, was brought in as well. And um, yeah, you, you would hope that it's there to help rather than just to um, be on hand as a replacement if things go horribly from the start. Although there is also that, that option. Um, yeah, Koya Okuda, um, as people will have heard from my, my chat with Victor, he was one of the few players that really came out of last season with, with much credit for Kanazawa. He's a very understated player. He's not extravagant. He's not the um, sort of player who, who draws much attention. Just quietly goes about his business, but he's got a really nice, um, nice touch. He, he's good at finding spaces and picking a pass. A few times I, I wish he would have shot more. Um, He'd want to look for a pass when he could have had a shot, but I think that was partly just the general mentality of the players. Things were not going well, and decisions were 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 a bit um, haywire, I guess. But yeah, um, who else? Uh, Ryotaro Ishida's loan from Nagoya has been extended. He he was a reasonable signing mid-season, and yeah, Ishmael is the big one, isn't he? Really. Um, yeah, uh, in terms of departures, yeah, uh, Yuki Nishiya is a good one for Kanazawa. Um, Ryo Nemoto has, has seems like for the last couple of years been Tochigi's only really any real goal threat. So um, losing him is is a blow, but um, with Ishmaela and Okuda coming in, maybe not so. Won't be so painful perhaps for for them. But apart from that, interestingly, three players have gone to. Uh, Shiga, which is uh, just just interesting that all of them have gone together. Maybe they're good friends. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't I can't see them sort of trouble in the playoffs, but really, you can't can't really tell too much from from this stage, which makes you wonder why we're bothering to do these previews in the first place. But anyway, uh, we won't dwell on that. We'll uh, instead move on to talk about a team closest to your heart. Yokohama FC was the only team to get relegated. Sorry to mention this. The only team, or remind you, you know it. The only team to get relegated from J1 last year. Uh, they come back down at the, not at the first attempt, at the first uh, hurdle. Opportunity. Yeah, they fell at the first. The first hurdle um, was not a particularly high one. But anyway, how are you feeling about things with Yokohama FC? Mm. Strap in, James. Uh, here comes some uh, yes, long, long soliloquy from me. Uh, I think try try and keep it under five minutes as as agreed. Uh, yeah, so I think we can focus on what has stayed the same, maybe first of all, and in 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 general, looking at the squad, I believe there is a top six uh, squad here. Mm. I think there is. I, I do see a potential path to promotion. Um, with, with 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 the team as it stands at the moment. Obviously, we have the same uh, manager as last season, Shuhei Yomada, who 
um, is universally, and this is going to sound strange, and maybe there's a cultural gap here um, for, for some of this, he's universally popular with Yokohama MSC fans, including the hardcore supporters uh, behind the goal. There's, there's been no calls for him um, to, to be fired or for a change d- despite relegation uh, last season. I think he's still kind of dining out on the fact that he got us promoted uh, you know, two seasons ago or, or uh, three three seasons ago, I guess, as we talk now. So it will be interesting to see how much goodwill, how long that extends with Yomoda. Um, but he is he's popular. He's well liked. Players seem to like him. So no, no there wasn't even a hint of a, a managerial change in the offing this winter. I don't think so. He he will he will go again uh, in the the Ocom FC hot seat. In terms of players who have stayed, I think there are some big ones. Um, we do have one. Uh, J1 quality player in Shion Inoue, mm. who uh, I think there was a lot of uh, ex- speculation, a lot of expectation he would leave. He stayed, which is good. He will probably form a kind of midfield axis with Yuri Lara, a Brazilian uh, midfielder who's also staying, uh, which is which is a good. Uh, good, good news and Caprini, who uh, is, again is extremely popular with the supporters, but perhaps not entirely. Uh, living up to that on the pitch he 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 is staying as well so we're expecting to see some some attacking kind of prowess from him and maybe most importantly our club captain brazilian defender gabriel who uh, did his acl back in february uh 2023 and was out for basically the whole season um he he is back and and he is fit and taking part in pre-season training so in in a sense that will be like uh, not to roll out another cliche but it'll be like having a new signing um, mm. Because he he was uh, as 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 was discussed at length. We did miss solidity at the back uh, at times last year. But other players that have joined, um, well, the the big problem last season in J1 was goal scoring and creating chances. So mm. a little bit late for my liking, but there does seem to have been some movement on that uh, front because three new strikers are joining. Kaito Mori uh, mm. has come in now. He's a full transfer from Kashiwa, but he was on loan at Tokushima in J2 last year. I think he made it to double figures, 13 goals. Mm. Um, I think it was not quite in the Kokyogawa class, uh, of course, but nobody in J2 really is. So he he's a very, um, fans are very excited about Kaito Mori coming in. We also got Keisuke Muroi, um, yeah. who uh, is a young uh, kind of one for the future coming in from Omiya but I it, you know it's exciting to get a player you know a young kind of up and comer into the into the mix as well Solomon Sakuragawa has joined uh, from Jeff United but he was on loan at Okayama last year and as we discussed started well and kind of faded but it's a good option I really think uh, I know we're a division uh, lower than last year but compared to the forwards that we ended last season with there's been a definite upgrade in that area for this season which is promising uh, other new players coming in Akito Fukumori uh, has joined from uh, Sapporo. I expect him to maybe play uh, on the le- uh, as a left side of three centre backs, so or maybe even left wing back. Um, really quality kind of free kick delivery uh, and crosser of the ball, which will be um, which will be good to see. And he is a uh, born in Yokohama, I believe as well. Um, mm. So he's coming back home, which is is nice to see. Uh, another player we mentioned just quickly coming in, Felipe Megiolaro, the Brazilian goalkeeper coming in from Kobe, who I have no idea what to expect. He don't think he played much at Kobe at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's played much in Brazil either uh, before moving to Japan. So we're waiting to see um, w- whether he gets game time or, or whether he's the, the number one or number two at the start of the season. Um, Megiolaro joining means that we, we can move on to plays leaving Spender, Brodersand, the uh, uber popular uh, German goalkeeper has left. He, he's gone to Okayama. Uh, it's very sad. Fans are sad to see him go because he was very popular, but it's pretty obvious he wasn't. Um, in uh, Yamada's plans to be the number one, uh, he prefers Kengo Nagai, so it makes sense that Broderson will will leave. Other players that are leaving, pretty much all of the players that showed kind of J1 quality last year uh, have left. So our two kind of young wide players, Tomoki Kondo, has gone to Sapporo. Kotaro Hayashi has gone to uh, Machida. And uh, yeah, maybe the one player that we were all sort of dreading uh, leaving, Ryoya Yamashita, he's uh, stepped back up to J1 at Gamba Osaka. So it's really, really sad to see all those players leave, although unsurprising. Um, Kyohei Yoshino played a lot of games in defence last year. He's gone to a club in Korea. Mateus Moraes also played a lot of games in defence last year. His loan from his Brazilian team is finished, and I think he's gone on to Sendai. Um, so he he will be back in J2, but not at your commercy next year. The weird one is Marcelo Hian, the Brazilian striker, who's very young and very uh, raw. But I didn't really think he kind of excelled in in J1 last year. He's he's been given another shot at the big time. He's gone to Tosu. <clears throat> so we, we we have lost one one sort of explosive uh, forward uh, there in Marcelo Hian. 
I think, though, on balance, looking at the team on paper, of course, I'm, I'm a bit biased, but um, there is definitely the the, the potential for a, a promotion-winning team there. And I'd be very surprised if they're not in a kind of top six, top eight contention. Of course, J2 is a very, very hard league to predict. And I think Yokom FC's size and budget means they are, they're more of a J2 team than a J1 uh, outfit, aren't they? Just, just you know, um, statistically speaking. But that 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 squad should uh, be challenging for promotion. Should be in the top six uh, for me. Uh, have I have I lost my mind, James? Um, no, I think uh, just just oh, I didn't see as much of, of Yokohama FC last year as as you did, obviously. But I did watch that crazy own goal about fifty times. So, oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but what I will say is that I remember you you saying and and, and generally hearing on Big Pod as well when they talked about Yokohama FC goals were the problem and I think Kaito Mori and uh, is 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 probably a good signing. I hope that Solomon Sakuragawa can find his mojo because he started well last year at Okayama but but uh, lost it and and I think there's a good striker in there and he's quite experienced but he's still very young. Keisuke Muroi was. Uh, was really impressive for Olmia in the last sort of five or six weeks of the season. Scored some goals when they really needed someone to step up. So I think he's a good signing. Um, it is concerning, like you said, that the, the sort of players that are leaving, like I know Tatsuya Hasegawa left on loan midway through last year anyway, but he's gone to Sapporo as well. Um, yeah, Yamashita leaving is, is a concern. My biggest concern, personally, would be the fact that you've signed Leo Baia, and I have no idea how that guy managed to get a contract with a J2 team. We 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 thought we agreed we're not going to mention him. Uh, J2. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say let's uh, let's not because uh, I already we already Victor and I already talked about him. So uh, let's uh, let's move on. But I think yeah, generally, like you said, Yokohama FC, they're. Perhaps they're not, yeah, size and budget-wise, not a J1 club, but they are. They're like a yo-yo club, I think, in a way, because they're they're almost sort of not too big for J2, but they they have the the resources to to be able to create a, a decent, mm. uh, you know, promotion chasing team. Well, most I, times they're down in J2. So yeah, well, I think I think that the defense and defensive midfield looks very solid which might be a good platform they can build on if you imagine that we might have a back three of uh gabriel uh plus katsia iwatake uh plus uh bonnie uh, and face who you know okay it, it, there's a mistake or two waiting out but was in j2 this season rather than j1 um, yeah. I think Shion in Norway and Yuri Lara's your midfield kind of defensive midfield spine. I, I don't really, looking at the squads around. I'm not sure there's any J2 teams who have got better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I think that's a positive. But yeah, like you said, I think we are. Your commerce is an upwardly mobile J2 team, basically. So we will see. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, upwardly mobile, our friends from the knockout stages of the ACL, Vanfrey Kofu. Of the next team we're going to talk about, they have made some very interesting signings this year. Um, John, let's 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 talk about Kofu. They 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 well. What, what do you think about what they've been doing? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, not to not to lean into your uh, bit too much, but I'm not sure is is the honest answer. But let, let's take five minutes to uh, expand on that. Um, talking again about what has not changed from last year. This is the the squad that finished eighth, of course, and as you mentioned. Uh, kind of astonishingly slash uh, for some reason made us all proud despite having nothing to do with it uh, made it into the the knockout stage of the Asian Champions League which they have their game coming up against Ulsan uh, next month don't they uh, over two legs so Yoshiki Shinoda uh, unsurprisingly is still the manager so I think that's a that makes sense would have been ridiculous to change uh, in terms of players who have not left which I think is going to be key uh, for them this season they still have Peter Utaka they mm. still have Kazushi Mitsuhira they still yeah. have Yoshiki Torikai, who I thought would leave. He, he's inherited the number 10 uh, shirt for, for this season. Junma Miyazaki is still there. And not a household name yet, but I think uh, a player that I was Riku Ijima, who's another mm-hmm. very kind of tricky sort of wider forward. Um, just looking at those five players, any combination of those is pretty much a guarantee of goals in J2, I think. 
Um, so they'll be okay up front now. Adding uh, to, adding to that, which is kind of scarcely believable actually, as I actually look at this list, um, Adialton is coming in from yeah. FC Tokyo. Um, yeah, talk about barrel chested. You uh, mm. yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. Um, <laughs> and Fabian Gonzalez Lasso uh, I- I- Iwata uh, from Iwata is coming as well. So another pair of uh, um, explosive, shall we say, forwards. Um, to add to that already quite a quite a heady cocktail that they've got at, at the top end of the pitch there. Um, now Tommy Sauer joins from Kyoto. I think he will add some quality to the central midfield area that's maybe lost with Nagi Matsumoto leaving. And uh, in defence, Takehiro Ida comes in, also on loan from Kyoto. And Yuta Imazu from Nagasaki, which I think a lot of Nagasaki supporters are sad to see him leave. So um, they seem to have strengthened in that sense. In terms of players leaving, I'm not sure what to make of this. Manato Shinada, he's gone back to FC Tokyo at the end of his loan, uh, which is a big loss. Um, Michael Wood, the goalkeeper, his loan from Kyoto is finished. I don't know why they're doing so much business with Kyoto. There must be some kind of uh, something Mm -hmm. going on there. Um, They will lose Shion Inoue, uh, impressive centre-back. He stepped up to J1 at Nagoya. Cristiano's loan from Nagasaki is finished, so he will leave. Uh, Sota Mura is another big loss at the back. He's joined Kawasaki at uh, the top end of, uh, of J1. And the, the the crown jewel, Motoki Hasegawa, um, after us kind of hyping him for a couple of years, he's finally taken the plunge and he'll be at Niigata in, uh, in J1 next year. So I think in terms of attack, there's an absolute embarrassment of riches here, James. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure there's another side in, in J2 who can command such... Um, I don't know quality in terms of like when when that ball when Kofu win the ball off you sort of in central midfield you're in big trouble <laughs> when it goes forward with the, with the, with the number of players they've got. Uh, not too sure about defence and I'm not too sure about um, goalkeeper in, in midfield for next year. I suppose Kohei Kawata will be back as the number one goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, it's very hard. I'm always looking for has the team strengthened or weakened over the off season. Um, I'm not sure that Kofu, well, they've strengthened up front. They've got more strikers probably uh, than they know what to do with here. Um, but I think defensively and in central midfield, I cannot shake the feeling that they're a bit weaker. And I think that probably adds up to a very similar squad in terms of overall strength. And I would expect them to be in and around the playoff picture again uh, this season. But I'm not sure they're noticeably uh, better off overall because they've strengthened up front, but I think they've lost good players in midfield and at the back. Well, what what say you? What say you, James? Yeah, well, those those two big uh, big names, big 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 guys up front, Adaiton and and Fabian Gonzalez. Those are those are the eye-catching signings. But the, there's a lot of departures, but I think a lot of them were players who I think they 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 either signed with the express purpose of bolstering the squad for the ACL group stage. Michael Wood was their main goalie in the ACL. Uh, Riku Matsuda, Cristiano, they came in mid-season for the for the ACL. Um, so I'm not sure that they will be too much of a loss because I think probably Kofu have the, the players to cover that and they're not going to have another ACL. Well, they're probably not going to have another ACL group stage unless they win the thing and then qualify for again. Um, so I think perhaps not uh, not too much to worry about. Yeah, Motoki Hasegawa going um, has been inevitable for the last couple of years, really. I'm surprised he stayed there as long as he did. I think he's going to do really well at Niigata um, because We've seen so many players similar to him, like attacking midfielders, young attacking midfielders have gone to Niigata or have come through at Niigata and done really, really well under um, Matsuhashi. And, you know, like Homma and Mito and Ito and um, Komi. I think in terms of defence, they've signed... One name that stuck out to me was uh, Taiga Son, who's been on loan at Kanazawa for the last year and a half. And he... I mean, it's hard to praise anyone who's played in Kanazawa's defence for the last year and a half too much, um, because, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But I think he's—I um, quite like him as a player. He's—he's he's, um, aggressive when he needs to be, and quite vocal. He's still very young, so I think that—I uh, think he'll be a decent signing. I hope he goes well with them. And you mentioned Kohei Kawata, I think he, he was injured for a while. He came back 
for the final um, ACL group match and he will probably be their number one again and I, I think he's a really good goalie so I don't think they need to worry too much about that. But in terms of league finish, yeah, probably about the same. I think they'll be on, on the fringes of the playoffs um, because I'm not sure that, this, that they've strengthened as such. I think they've just kind of balanced their ins and outs overall. Mm. So there we go. Uh, mm. Look forward to hearing about their, their ACL victory uh, in, the, in a few months' time. All right, that's, uh, that's four teams. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then uh, we're going to hear about Jeff United. Hi, this is Chris. Um, I run a small Jeff United fan account on Twitter, X, uh, called Jeff is Best. And I will preview Jeff United's 2024 season. So question number one, which new signings are you most excited about? So um, I think... Akiyuki Yokoyama, who has joined from Fujieda, is a really exciting signing and very important as well because um, it seems like he's a direct replacement for Tomoya Miki, who left to join Tokyo Verdi. Um, Miki, I'll speak a bit more about later, but he was a really important creative force for Jeff. Um, he created a lot of goals scored a lot as well um so yeah i think uh yokoyama has some big shoes to fill in that number 10 role but judging by the reaction of the fujieda fans they were very disappointed that he left he had really good stats i think last year for fujieda in their debut j2 season so yeah um high hopes for him i think he'll do a, a good job hopefully in that attacking midfield number 10 role um, another midfielder who we signed is um, Eduardo from Jubilo, which is a signing, I think, that caught a lot of people by surprise. Um, he was uh, a really important player for Jubilo as they got promoted last year uh, in second place. And it seemed like most fans expected him to stay with Jubilo and graduate to J1 with them. So the fact we got him... Um, in as a J2 team is really exciting uh, and I've got, I've got high hopes for him in that midfield role I think judging by his position he'll slot in to like a midfield pairing alongside Taishi Taguchi so I think having uh, Eduardo and Taguchi in that midfield pairing is a really solid creative uh, force for a J2 team um, also last year he went by the name Dudu but we already have Dudu <laughs> at Jeff, so um, he seems to be using Eduardo this year. But yeah, very excited about his signing. Um, also, another signing that is maybe um, not as exciting on paper, but I think is really important, is um, Kazuki Fujita, the basically our backup goalkeeper signing. Um, he was at Tochigi last season but um, he's joined us on loan from Niigata. Uh, uh, Ryota Suzuki was our first choice goalkeeper from the second half of like last season. Um, so I expect Suzuki will still be number one, but having a solid uh, backup goalkeeper is really important. And Fujita is very young, I think he's 21, very highly rated. I hope he'll get some chances in like the Levan Cup, Emperor's Cup, and maybe a few league games as well. So yeah, I think that's a really good signing. Um, also, the signings we've made over the winter seem very well thought out. Um, Jeff seemed to have a very clear had a very clear plan of what they wanted to do over the winter. So basically, replacing players who've left, uh, strengthening weak areas, and yeah, generally, I'm pretty positive about the transfers that we made in the winter. So, question number two, which players are you most disappointed to have lost? So, um, yeah, as mentioned earlier, Tomoya Miki is a huge loss, I think, but not all that surprising, really. Um, he has been at Jeff now, I think he played for, for the last three or four seasons 
as a sort of first choice player in the midfield in the number 10 role um very creative a lot of assists quite a lot of goals as well he was also vice captain um he said when he left that he did consider spending another year with jeff to try and get jeff promoted to j1 but you know he's 25 now um he's got to think about his career and I don't think any Jeff fan really begrudges him this chance to play in J1. I think at Verdi he'll get a lot of game time as well. Um, so hopefully he can show what he can do in J1. I'm sad, of course, that he's not going to J1 with Jeff, but we wish him all the best. And uh, I think he will do a, a great job at Verdi. Um, another player who left and I'm a little bit disappointed about is um, Shunsuke Nishikubo, who has signed for Jubilo. Um, he didn't play much last season, but um, he broke into the team in 2022 when he was, I guess, he must have been like 18 then. He came through the Jeff youth system and was a really, uh, a really good right back, uh, sometimes played centre back as well. I think he had a lot of, I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, I'm not sure why he didn't play so much last year. Um, Jeff are not always the most forthcoming when it comes to injury information. So I'm not sure if he was injured or just not in the plans. But um, yeah, it's always sad, I think, when you see a player come through the academy and get into the first team and then do well, but then leave is a little bit disappointing. But I'm sure he'll have a bright future. Jubilo got a great player there. Um, and I, it seems like Eduardo maybe came to Jeff and... Nishikubo went to Jubilo, maybe as a kind of exchange deal. So we've done all right out of it. But yeah, of course, it's pretty sad to see a young player like that leave. Um, also, another player who came through Jeff's Youth Academy was um, Solomon Sakuragawa, who has joined Yokohama FC on a permanent transfer. Um, he never really established himself in the Jeff team. Um, he's a pretty powerful forward. Uh, and yeah, I thought at times he looked good, but just never could get really that place nailed down. Last year, he went on loan to Fagiano Okuyama and uh, had a bright start before fading away. Um, so I think it's a bit sad because, you know, he's a, a Jeff uh, youth team player and you always want to see those players make it into the first team and stay but um yeah i understand the reasons for the move so hopefully he'll do a good job at your comma fc and not score against jeff <laughs> this season um another player that um left from the forward line is a uh, keita Buanica. Uh, he went on loan to Mito um during the second half of last season and similar to Sakuragawa, he was a very popular young player at JF, and I think most fans wanted to see him become like a first-team regular. But again, it hasn't really worked out for him, so he's gone to Iwaki FC on a permanent transfer, so that will be a, a good move for him, and hopefully he can do well there. Um, one more player who left, um, and I think will be missed, maybe not from a playing perspective, but from a sort of team morale perspective, is um, Shota Arai, who started last year as the first-choice goalkeeper, but um, lost his place midway through the season to um, Ryota Suzuki. Um, he was number one goalkeeper for quite a while at Jeff. Um, so I was worried when he lost his place last year how he would, would react to that. But his reaction was fantastic. Um, he was so positive, despite being dropped um he whenever the players left the pitch at half time full time he was like the first one onto the pitch to like greet the players um support them um if we won he'll be like at the heart of the celebrations if we lost he'll be supporting players so um from that perspective i think it's a bit sad i kind of hoped he would stay as a backup goalkeeper and then maybe become like a coach with jeff but he He's got to move to Vissel Corbe, so um, fair play, <laughs> fair play to Shota Arai. I think that's a really good move for him. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be a backup goalkeeper for them, but yeah, 
he'll be missed, I think, from a kind of team morale perspective. So the next question, how do you feel about the manager? So um, Yoshiyuki Kobayashi is an, a hero at Jeff after only one season. But if I think if you asked anybody this question this time last year, the reaction would have been very underwhelming because he was the assistant manager to the previous manager um, and his appointment appeared to be kind of a, a bit of a sort of cheap option from Jeff. It seemed to lack ambition and he had a rough start um, last year. He didn't look, it didn't look good for a while and I was kind of surprised that he wasn't sacked but very thankful that he wasn't sacked because he turned it around in style. But even from the beginning of last season, um, there were signs that he had a good plan in place. I remember going to watch Jeff in the Chibagin Cup, the kind of a, it's a pre-season friendly between Jeff and uh, Kashiwa Reysol. And um, in that game, it was like a completely new Jeff from the very first his first like kind of main main match in charge it was like a very high pressing high tempo style of play and it was really exciting to watch a very attacking style and Jeff won 3-2 um, which is always nice to beat Kashua uh, so that was good but um, when we got into the league season the it didn't really work it it worked up to a up to a point in that we'd start games quite well, but we'd struggle towards the end. I think the high tempo, high pressing was difficult for the players. So Kobayashi himself admitted that he did have to make changes last season to the tactic and the philosophy, but it the main like elements of that pressing and tempo remained and um, it really paid off in the end. We went on a run of seven wins in a row towards the end of the season, which took us from like lower half to promotion contenders, um, which is incredible. And the way he got Jeff playing was fantastic. It was so good to watch. And also not only, I think, yeah, as a result of the, the exciting football, the atmosphere at the stadium was incredible. He brought a lot of pride and passion back to Jeff. Um, after a few seasons where the team was kind of playing a more defensive, bit of uninspiring style of football, to suddenly have this team, you know, scoring goals, like going on winning runs, playing a really high tempo game, it was fantastic to watch. Um, one moment from last year that really stands out is when we beat Iwaki FC. I think it was, um, I think it's a very narrow win, one nil. I think towards the end of the year. And um, he seemed really, like, yeah, pumped up uh, when, he, when we won that game. He was really, like, yeah, happy, passionate. After the game, he went to the clubhouse near the stadium and he got on the roof of the clubhouse and spoke to the fans who'd gathered there. And I think it just shows how well he's connected with the fans and what he's brought back to Jeff. He's brought this kind of passion to the team. Last year, towards the end of the year, it was really hard to get uh, tickets for Jeff games. We were selling out almost every game, and that's it's been a while since Jeff had that kind of uh, buzz. Um, so, yeah, he's done a really incredible job. Feel very positive about him. I'm delighted that he's back this year, and uh, I can't wait to see what he can achieve. So, yeah, very, very exciting. Question number four Who will be your key player this year? So, um I can't look past um, Hiro Komori for this one. He, last year was his first full season with Jeff. He made a few substitute appearances in 2022, but he was a university player. Um, Jeff found him in the, from the university leagues, which was some fantastic scouting because he's a, a really, really good player. He got 13 goals last year for Jeff, which if you put that into, if you contrast that with 2022, our top goal scorer was... Um, Ikiarai, who scored, I think, six, and he's a central defender. So um, having Komori, like, scoring 13 goals and being, like, the fourth highest scorer was a huge uh, boost to Jeff last year. Um, he scores all types of goals. Um, 
He scores with his feet, his head. Also, his uh, first touch is fantastic. He can beat people uh, when he runs at the, the fence. He can get past people. He's strong as well. He reminds me of Dennis Burkamp sometimes, which maybe sounds a little bit crazy, but some of the goals he scores are just fantastic. I really recommend if you go onto YouTube and have a look at the highlights packages. There's, a, I think, a few showing all of his goals from last year. You'll see what I mean about the different types of goals he can score. Also, he's, a, I think, a really big game player. In the most important games last year, he always appeared when we needed him. Uh, he scored against the Iwaki in that game I mentioned earlier, that 1-0 win towards the end of the year. He also scored in the uh, playoff semi-final against Verdi. Um, so yeah, he's a huge player. And I think the only concern last year was that he did have a few injury problems and missed a few games. But um, he did, whenever he came back from injury, he was always back on the form straight away. So yeah, I think he's going to have a really huge season again for Jeff. Um, also, I'm really happy that he's staying. There was a lot of talk towards the end of last year that he would leave. He was even linked with Kashiwa for a while, which was a very concerning. But um, yeah, he's staying on. He, The announcement of his contract renewal was made at midnight on January 1st. So as we ticked over from 2023 into 2024, the very first tweet from Jeff at midnight was Hiro Komori has renewed his contract. That's how important he is to Jeff. Um, He's a, yeah, really, really important player. And it was a great way to start the year, seeing that he's uh, staying for another season. But um, I think with Jeff, it's, um, of course, Komodi is one of the standout players, but it's a bit of a cliche to say, but the team is like a very, everyone's got an important role in the team. Um, And I think that everyone plays their part. I wouldn't swap out anybody in the first 11. I think everyone is um, well suited to the tactic. Um, but one player in particular this year that I'm also looking forward to seeing again is um, Kazuki Tanaka, who joined last year on loan from Kyoto Sanga, but has now joined on a, a permanent transfer. Um, he plays on the, on the right wing as a kind of inside forward. Um, he's really fast, he gets in behind, he runs at defenders, causes chaos. Um, he's a bit wayward when it comes to finishing, which is maybe the only slight problem. If he can get some more goals, I think he'll be a really big player as well for Jeff. Um, and he's a bit of a fan favourite as well. So really hoping to see him kick on again this year. Um, defensively as well, I think Jeff will um, okay, I think sometimes there are lapses, but Masaru Hidaka at left back is really great. He joined last year from Iwaki, and uh, he's really good for that sort of uh, left wing back role in the tactic. He's um, very mobile, gets up, the, up and down the pitch very easily. He's uh, very composed under pressure, good defensively, and also pops up with goals as well sometimes and assists. So he's a really good player. Uh, on the left. Defensively as well in the in the centre, um, Shogo Sasaki is a great great player, really good left foot, great uh, passing range from the back, and also, yeah, solid defensively. And Daisuke Suzuki is, has got the experience there as well, alongside him at centre-back and uh, as our captain. Also, I think I have to mention Dudu, um, who joined midway through last season from Imabari, and he was, I think, probably... When he arrived, he did help turn around the season with his goals. He scored, I think it was seven goals in 13 games or something like that. It was a really incredible um, impact that he had. Um, So if he can continue that kind of form this year, I think that's going to be really important for Jeff as well. So that brings us on to our last question. Where do you hope you will finish in the table and where do you think you will finish? So I asked my wife this question because um, she's a really big Jeff fan and she actually got me into supporting Jeff. And she answered first and first. Um, so uh, I think which speaks about the optimism uh, around Jeff at the moment. I, I struggle to be as optimistic as that. Um, I grew up watching a very poor team in the UK. 
so I, I find it difficult to be so optimistic about a football team. But I think if you look at last season, we had a really poor start and struggled, and we didn't really kick on until the second half, and then really we didn't hit our stride until the last quarter, I'd say, of the season. So if we can start well, and if these new players bed in well, I think, yeah, we could be, we should be, in that case, in the top two. Um, It just depends, I think, yeah, on some of the new signings, if we have any injury problems, um, and being consistent really is the is the key thing, I think. Because J2 is so tough, there's so many good teams, um, that it is always hard to say, I think, if you're going to be able to like win the league or get into the playoffs. But if Jeff play how we know they can play from last season, Jeff at their best last year were good enough to be, you know, one of the, the top teams. If you look at the results last year, we beat Machida at their place. We beat Espos. Um, we beat Jubilo. So we've beaten... Did we beat Verdi? Maybe we didn't beat Verdi. I think that's the only one maybe we didn't beat. But we we are, we are were good enough last year to beat the top teams. So if we can be that strong again this year, then yeah, certainly we can be champions. So I, I hope we can be champions. But where do I think we'll finish? Uh, maybe second or the playoffs, like third or fourth, maybe. If things don't go so smoothly, if we have any blips. Um, anything less than the playoffs would be a failure this season. So um, it has to be like playoffs at the very bare minimum. Um, and we definitely are good enough on our day to be one of the top teams in the division. So yeah, I hope we'll be champions. But I think maybe second or third is possibly where we'll end up in the end. But yeah, let's see. So um, yeah, thank you very much. And um, here's to a great 2024 season. And uh, thank you to John and James and all the contributors for their hard work with this pod, um, which is always a fantastic listen. I'm looking forward to listening again this year. And I hope all of your teams do well in 2024. So thank you very much. J2, extra time. That's it for part two of the J2 season previews. Thank you again to Chris for his contribution. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers for their support. And thank you for listening. See you next time.